0: Keys to victory for those San Francisco 49ers taking on the Los Angeles Rams already again. The season series will be over after week eight here. Injury report, who's going to be on the field, who will not be on the field for the 49ers this week. What's going on with Kyle Shanahan's offense? Do we have some evidence that the Shanahan tree offense is really kind of struggling league-wide? Are defenses figuring out this scheme? And a whole lot more to get to on today's episode of... Locked on 49ers. You are locked on 49ers. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked on 49ers. Brian Peacock alongside Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Hit that thumbs up. Hit the like button. Make sure you're all subscribed up on whatever platform you are watching Viewing, listening to Locked On 49ers. Thanks for making us your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is sponsored by Simply Safe Home Security with fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe. 24 7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. All right, Croc. There is so much going on right now in the NFL, and things are wild out there. It feels like every team except for about three are all packed right into the middle, and we got to start seeing some separation, and I think we might start seeing some of that very soon here in the NFC West, and it starts with the 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams, and I know the Niners and Rams are looking up right now at the Seattle Seahawks I don't know how long that's going to last interesting game with the Seahawks and the Giants and I don't really believe in either one of those teams but they're both playing pretty well and you are who your record says you are so the 49ers if you are who your record says you are you got to get to 500 before you can be a winning team and think about the playoffs so the Niners can get to 500 and get to that bye week lick their wounds a little bit and I think it's so important this weekend Uh, we've got some keys to how that could happen right Croc
1: you don't believe in the Four and three Seahawks led by Geno Smith.
0: I mean, fourth
1: I, in the NFL in QBR right now.
0: I believe that I believe that Pete Carroll can coach him up a little bit, especially those DBs. I mean, seeing what Tariq Woolen has done, and he was supposed to be like the rawest prospect out there, right? Former wide receiver. Uh, clearly they're coaching him up. Clearly, the whole Geno smith Russell, yeah, he's leading the league, I think, in picks, right? Or tied. Um, the the Russell Wilson exchange for Geno Smith is kind of like that's working out not only good, but better. Like they got better at quarterback somehow. Super weird. I don't know if that, and that's where I'm like, I don't know if that's going to maintain DK Metcalf banged up. Now let's see what it looks like without DK and the things kind of collapse on that offense with Tyler Lockett. I do like their running back and, and they've their offensive lines improved, which is one of the huge keys. It's why I like the 49ers over the Rams Cause our offensive line is trash and the 49ers offensive line isn't playing great either. Right. So, um, it's probably the biggest reason because the line always sucked around Russ. They trade him away. They use one of the picks on a left tackle. And now they're finally as good as they've been on the offensive line for a while, the Seahawks are. So They,
1: they drafted Abraham Lucas, uh, yep. the right tackle. He's playing right tackle for them out of Washington State. Big, massive guy. And I was curious to see you know how he would handle speed at the next level. Definitely evaluated him a ton. He's coming out of Washington State, but he's he's been solid since day one.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and cross and actually that's sort of the correlation between all those guys. Cross, um, Abe Lucas, the third rounder, Tariq Won, the fifth round corner, and even Boye Maffe the pass rusher, they've got five or six guys that are starting or or big-time rotational pieces as Bryant. Kobe Bryant's starting to Kobe come Bryant. on. Yeah, and he's starting in the nickel, right? For them. Is,
1: is this yeah. kind of scary? Is this kind of reminiscent of That 2000 and not saying they're going to be these guys, right? We're talking about some hall of famers that came from that class of that kind of era of their draft picks, but guys are just coming in and playing well.
0: Why is
1: it that Pete Carroll is able to get the most out of his players in this way?
0: I mean, yeah, he's, he's a good coach. He's more, he's closer to the Harbaugh style of coaching than what the Shanahan style of coaching is. Right. I think it's fair to say. Um, And feels like a college
1: type. Yeah. it's well, when I say, I mean, Harbaugh was kind of a hard ass, but yeah, just it feels like loose college. Let's loose. have Even fun, like, guys. Harbaugh also
0: didn't care like that much off the field what was going on, you know, he let stuff slide. That's kind of a college mentality, a little old school, yeah. where you beat him up and, um, and where I'm going to build up my my young guys. Um, when it comes to the Seahawks, though, and of course, we're going to get to the, the Rams and 49ers here. I, that's the thing that's like, is it a generational draft class or? are they relying too much on rookies and Geno Smith? And we know who Geno Smith, and does that sort of come down to earth? And maybe they could still be, and clearly I think they're going to just be a lot better team than we thought they were going to be. But is that a, you know, a a division winning team where they're relying so much on Geno Smith and six rookies? Like that that just doesn't seem sustainable to me, but we'll find out.
1: You know, the tough thing is a, a lot of times teams kind of start to figure things out as the season goes on and create more continuity. So are we seeing the Seahawks team that's, just getting started. That that would be the scary thing where they have all these young guys and in the process of figuring it out, they're making plays, and then all of a sudden, you know, if you're talking about week 14-15, is Gino potentially playing better than what he's playing right now, which he's playing at almost an elite level. And like you said, is that sustainable? But I feel like they have like the weapons on offense if the O line keeps holding up, the Kenneth Walker draft pick, the secondary guys, that that they were supposed to just be trash right they they were supposed to be in the dumps and they're not and uh i I like that we're talking about coaching a little bit because i'm trying to figure out why they're able to get more out of that unit than what the 49ers are getting and not just 49ers Bay packers and also uh the what's the other team
0: uh the rams the rams rams yeah the rams the packers i mean and you can throw yeah so let's get into that right now because we'll get some keys to victory and and croc wasn't involved in yesterday's pod with our our crossover and so he can give a little prediction on, on what he thinks is going to happen this Sunday with the 49ers and Rams. But there are this is my take on the whole coaching thing and we're seeing the Rams struggle, we're seeing the Packers struggle. You want to look you know you, know, you want to crush Jimmy Garoppolo. Aaron Rodgers' numbers are better than Jimmy Garoppolo's right now. Uh what's really going on I'm not it, look everyone freaks out anytime you say anything about Jimmy Garoppolo. Not saying Jimmy's better than Aaron Rodgers, not saying anything about anybody. I'm just saying that's what the numbers are right now. And those teams are all struggling. They're all kind of around 500. Um, And it it goes like there's, you think about a team like the Seahawks. Let's bring up the Seahawks because they face Shanahan twice a year. They face McVay twice a year. Uh, If they've got any of the Vikings or the Packers, the Packers or Bengals, (laughs) the Bengals or the Browns, Stefanski, uh, I mean, uh, or the, the Dolphins, Uh, or the jets like how many teams have a shanahan mcveigh you know mike shanahan kubiak tree branch coach like so you if you're an nfl defense you study and face that scheme so many times every year do we need to see some massive adjustments to the adjustments from some of these coaches because they just get to practice against those schemes. And Everyone kind of runs their scheme differently, has different personnel. it should never look exactly the same, right. And everyone's got their own wrinkles to it all, but man uh, is the scheme on its way out because it's become too trendy. Remember, we've seen it. We've seen it with the cover three defense. We've seen it with um, we've seen it with, the like the Tampa 2 that all of a sudden everyone wanted and you're everyone's like trying to be that and then all of a sudden it gets phased out again because too many people are running it and you know where the, the beaters are. Like, is this the cycle we're seeing where that Shanahan offense is so widespread that teams know too well how to defend against it?
1: I think so. And just like you said, they caught on to the cover three. And right now, I think the trend defensively is oh, we're going to run this too high cover four uh, defense, kind of this shell two guys over the top. And that that, they'll start to figure that out. Okay, how do we, you know, run against that or pass against that? Or, you know, how do we set up different things to really kind of exploit them having one less safety in the box or just two high guys?
0: I think the Chiefs. The Chiefs are at the forefront of saying, ah, you know what, we're going to trade away Tyree Kill and we're going to get Juju Smith-Schuster. And we're going to – and remember the stat a couple weeks ago about how Jimmy Garoppolo's – I think it was either – it was the big time throw percentage. It was the Jimmy Garoppolo's big time throw percentage was higher than Patrick Mahomes, right? Because Mahomes wasn't his, his yard, his his depth of target and all that it was a little bit less, and Jimmy was f- fitting some tight, ro- tight throws in there and and throwing maybe a little bit deeper than he had in the past. I think the Chiefs are embracing that and they're trying to beat. The, they're trying to win underneath more now because they know that teams are trying to take away the deep stuff. So they're like, okay, if you're going to give us this, then we're going to kill you here and then when you do come out then we got a guy that can go over the top and and get you like what happened with Marquez Valdez scantling against the 49ers last week so there's something to that I don't know how extreme it is right now but it has to have an effect on the 49ers offense the Rams offense the Packers offense all these teams that are running similar schemes even though they're different coaches and different wrinkles and different personnel it has to have an effect when so many defensive coordinators have an opportunity to face those defenses so often in the NFL
1: right and right now it's definitely not working in those offenses favors, right? And, and if you look at some of the numbers, uh, offensively, I think the 49ers are like 14, the Rams are like 24, the Packers are worse than that. Then when you look at scoring offense, it's even worse. And I actually pulled up some numbers here as far as scoring offense goes. Yeah, have teams like the New York Giants better than the 49ers in scoring offense right now. The Jacksonville Jaguars better than the 49ers right now in scoring offense. The New York Jets. I mean and they don't have a plethora of weapons. New York, New York Giants right now. Let's say the Giants.
0: The Giants they had Richie James starting games.
1: Not just Richie James starting games. Richie James being their leading receiver. Their leading receiver. And even then, they're still able to put up slightly more points than the 49ers. And I I think that kind of says to me, maybe people are starting to figure out this scheme just a little bit and it's making it a little bit more difficult on Kyle Shanahan. And now I think he has to figure out, and some of these other teams, uh, the Packers are worse than scoring the offense than the 49ers. What's, what's, the, what's the counter to what teams are doing against you? I think maybe that's where... I guess the frustration with me comes from because it's like, well, Kyle, you got all of these guys and we're, and we're throwing out names like Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Kyle Buschek, and now Christian McCaffrey. You trade for Christian, Christian McCaffrey. Is Christian McCaffrey your changeup and your counter? And then now that's just going to change your entire offense scoring and what you've been doing. Or is it really more of your scheme and your philosophy? And Christian McCaffrey is not going to matter. That that's that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out and how he potentially changes up his offense.
0: I will say this, if you're not beating them with the X's and O's, then maybe you're trying to beat them with the Jimmy's and the Joe's, right? But you already have the
1: Jimmy's and Joe's. And and
0: you just added another one in Christian McCaffrey. So maybe (laughs) that puts you over the top. If you're not beating them with X's and O's, you just got to try to get more talent. And the 49ers on paper do have more talent as long as Debo's on the field. We'll talk about that injury report and our keys to victory. Crocs prediction for week eight, 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams. Here's that sports analogy for you when it comes to home defense. When it comes to burglars, your home is like the end zone and you need the absolute strongest defense you can muster. This is why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security at Simply Safe. Your safety is the only thing that matters. It's cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. So you always know your home is safe simply safe blankets your home in protection advanced sensors for every room window and door wherever you feel like you need to have a high-tech sensor you can have it on that door or window and know that your your entry point is completely safe whether it's inside or outside of your house hd security cameras for inside and outside your home you know what's going on when you're not at home and when you're inside you know what's going on outside and it's that Crystal clear HD live stream of your security cameras that you can pull up on your app and you know exactly what's going on at any point in time. Even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home, depending on what the environment is that your home is in. You might need a little more protection there. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafecom locked on NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. So visit simplysafe.com/lockedonnfl to learn more. There's no safe like Safe. Thanks again everybody for making Locked On 49ers your first listen today for your second listen today. Check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts like Eric Crocker and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever You get your podcasts. Let's go over this injury report really quick, Croc, because it's an important one. And the 49ers have had a little bit of a a rough go here with some injuries. They've gotten some guys back. And the guys that are healthy need to be healthier and play more sound, I think, on both sides of the ball. And the 49ers might be missing one of their biggest playmakers. So it's really important. As Kyle Shanahan said, uh, it's full go for Christian McCaffrey, and it better be if Debo Samuel's not going to be out there Debo Samuel tweaked his hamstring and has still not practiced this week. Also not practicing for the 49ers linebacker, Drake Greenlaw, a uh, fellow wide receiver, Juwan Jennings, also a hamstring for Jennings. We saw the broken finger for Kyle use He might be out for a little bit. Uh, hopefully post by you get some of these players back. If they do miss this week and Eric Armstead, I don't know when the end, when when the, uh, the end is near for his stint on the bench with the, with the foot, Injury, But Eric Armstead still out and maybe has been the most impactful loss for the 49ers in this stretch. Uh, Trent Williams, he got a veteran day to start the week back at practice. Hopefully he's much better on his uh, high ankle sprain that he was in his return last week. Bosa not on the injury report, which is a good thing. And um, I think it was more about scheme that really got Bosa last week and kind of used his aggressiveness and the and the defensive fronts aggressiveness against him last week. And that's probably going to be again, you're talking about adjusting to the adjustments. When you put something on tape that you get beat on, you know the next team's going to come after you, and every team's going to keep coming after you until you fix that. So uh, I can't wait to see what those counters are for the 49ers with their defensive performance last week, this week, against the Los Angeles Rams. Because you know McVay's a good coach, and he's going to try to go there. But uh, a much, much easier task for those defensive linemen on the 49ers that are healthy against a Rams offensive line versus what we saw with one of the better offensive lines in the league with the Kansas City Chiefs last week. So that's probably my first key to victory, Croc, is – is line play. The, the Niners just can't get beat up front on both sides of the ball like they were last week.
1: Yeah. Especially on the defensive side of the ball, right? You got to get more pressure. You got to get more sacks. They weren't really able to get to Patrick Mahomes. I get it. It is difficult. I think Andy Reid did a really good job of doing things that stretched the 49ers horizontally and then moved uh, Patrick Mahomes off of his spot. There was a time where they did a sprint rollout right now, cut down the end and then was able to throw. So I, I'm curious to see if it was just Andy Reid so much better than the 49ers defense on that day. And if that's not gonna, you know, continue to be a trend, right? Like, mm-hmm. We watched him against uh the Atlanta Falcons. I want to say Atlanta Hawks, the Atlanta Falcons, and they did score three offensive touchdowns. And I, it was weird because they were always in like short yard situations, but I didn't think it was something where it's just like, oh man, like they're just, they're dominating the 49. Like watching the 49ers against Kansas City Chiefs, that was a whole nother feeling. Like I just felt helpless watching the 49ers defense. And I think that says a lot to Andy Reid and the masterful play calling that he displayed. But I don't foresee McVay being able to uh, do that. Now, again, we'll see. Does he have the guys to do that, right? There's not a whole lot of speed on that offense. They're still trying to figure it out in their running backfield. Uh, their receivers, they have Cooper Cup and then it's kind of the others, and we'll see if Al Robinson eventually starts to really come to life. But I think you have to have the personnel to be able to do what Kansas City Chiefs did. And then they just added. You see who they traded for today?
0: Yeah, Kadarius Tony. as if they needed another piece. I don't know how exactly he's <laughs> going to fit in. They gave up a third and a sixth, so that makes me think that he's going to be – a pretty big piece or at least planned to be but there's not a lot of room for a lot of touches right now because they've got a lot of guys that are in that sort of same zone of you know they're not superstar receivers but they can all be on the field so yeah man cool. I, maybe he's maybe maybe they liked here's here's my theory on it maybe Andy Reid saw what Miko Hardman did It's like well that's not even Miko Hardman's like strength is that sort of Debo role but Kadarius Tony, that could be his strength to be that sort right. of move around guy. So maybe a light went on for Andy Reid and he's like, let's do more of that. And Let's get a guy who can maybe specialize in that. And is so dynamic uh, as an athlete with maybe the ball in his hands. So who knows? Right. Maybe that's the role for Kadarius Toney. But that's right, what the Giants can get on well, the Well, I was going
1: to say the point was, though, the Rams don't have that type of guy that can stretch you, right? you know, sideline to sideline. So now, you know, what's the Rams... Uh, what's there going to be their philosophy on how to beat the 49ers is it going to be just throw the ball to cooper a hundred times well you did that last game and the 49ers were able to make it to where well yeah you could throw to him a ton but he's not going to beat us so it, it, you know and what i mean by that i mean you can have 14 catches 100 yards but if you're not scoring a touchdown if you're not breaking off those big plays which we've seen in the past cooper Cup be able to do but if you limit those big plays And it sounds like maybe Jimmy Ward, even though he doesn't want to be in the slot, he's like in the slot, he has to play there. But I think that can really help limit the explosibility of a Cooper Cup. So I'd say I don't foresee the 49ers defense getting dominated again like they did last week. And when everybody's kind of hitting the panic button a little bit, right? And I'd say, don't, don't do that. I just think it was a bad matchup last week. On all fronts, I think the 49ers should be better. And the defensive line, which we kind of started talking about here, the defensive line, I I would assume, will get to the quarterback much more, especially against this poor offensive line that the Rams have displayed.
0: I will say that Rams are getting two players back this week, potentially, that, that could make they're not difference maker making type of players, but they'll help a little bit. And Van Jefferson, who I don't know, maybe he even fits into the number two role at wide receiver, maybe number three role. He's not the most dynamic athlete. He's not going to you know, be making plays like Debo or like even Me- Mecole Hardman. He's a very different style of player. He kind of is uh, uh, pretty similar to um, like a shorter version of what. Uh, Allen Robinson already is, but they get Van Jefferson back, so that's another receiving weapon for the Rams, and then Brian Allen, their center. So that could maybe help the entire offensive line, having that center calling protections or whatever. Uh, I don't know how, who calls the protections for the Rams, but could make a little bit of a difference, especially that the 49ers are, are weakest on the interior of their defensive line, but little differences. Will it help? I don't know. Um, I just, I, I agree with you, Croc. The defense is not going to have a performance like they did last week. It's just not going to no. happen. Such an outlier performance.
1: A lot of people are trying to figure out, like, why is it – What and was the defense? Oh, man, D'Amico Ryan, did they figure him out? No, they did not. D'Amico Ryan is going to be just fine. I just think that the Chiefs just kicked their butt. Yeah, <laughs> they'll, they'll Chiefs be kicked they'll their be
0: butt. Off. And, like, even worse than you could have expected, even if they ran the game back again, it would be different, and it wouldn't yeah. look like that. that. That's the way I feel about it. And, and maybe, you know, the 49ers thank them, and they say, thank you for slapping us in the face, and they're going to come out and – fix a lot of the little things and, and maybe it's maybe that's the loss the 49ers needed and the coaching staff needed to say wait a second wait a second we got to roll some of this stuff back it doesn't matter if this scheme and this player is doing this and that if we're not sound here if we're making penalties like we we, we got to fix that so I think that was probably a, a huge point of emphasis in practice
1: and, and not just for the coaches but for the players as well and you started hearing the, the players kind of speak up on their frustrations and the best way to kind of turn that around is have a great week of practice and truly understand your assignments. And again, know that, hey, we're confident that we can beat this team and then go out there and do it, and then everything will be all good again.
0: <laughs> uh, the other player that was back at practice who's had the Achilles injury is Samson Abelcom. so that's good news as well for the 49ers defensive front. Uh, next, yeah, that's a, there's a really good quote from a certain player, Mike McGlinchey, that maybe hasn't been playing great recently uh, about that very thing and taking some ownership of his own play, which you love to see and a quote Croc from a former 49ers player about how a current 49ers player is being used and we'll get Croc's prediction for week eight next. Now a word from our sponsor, better help. Do you ever get stuck focusing on problems instead of solutions? Uh, I think it's probably the biggest help that therapy can give some people is how situations might be different with that different mindset. And when you are focused on problem solving, getting your brain into problem solving mode instead of focusing on the challenges in your life. And I know modern folks have such different challenges than maybe people had in, in the past just because of how quick life moves how always on a lot of people have to be with work and home life and sometimes working from home is a blessing sometimes it's like man now i can't split home and work and i feel like i'm always working whereas before i could segment it i'd be working at work i'd be home at home and so When you can check in just weekly with a therapist, make sure you're hitting those points every single week that you need to. It can make everything in your life so much easier, really put you in that problem-solving mode, learn how to find your own solutions, and then there's no better feeling to accomplishing those things, making it easier to accomplish all of your goals, no matter how big or small. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option, convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist in just minutes, filling out a brief survey, it is super easy. And if you don't like the therapist that you are uh, connected with, super easy. And you can switch therapists at any time. And sometimes that happens. You go through a few therapists till you find the right one and the right fit for you. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, betterhelp.com slash locked on. By the way, Croc, just thinking about more Luke Getzey, offensive coordinator, of the Bears. He comes from the tree. Nathaniel Hackett came from uh, the Packers as well. The head coach now for the the Denver oh, Broncos. Broncos. That's not yeah. going good, right? Um, at all. <laughs> I mean, there's more, and there's probably a ton more. I'm sure. Yeah, let us know in the comments. Let us know on Twitter at BD Peacock, at Eric underscore Crocker. We've already named half the league. I feel like, and I think there's still some more Shanahan McVeigh tree coaches out there
1: and remember uh, maybe a couple weeks ago tom brady somebody asked him about all the two and two teams and he said i think there's a lot of bad football being played right now a lot of bad offense
0: mm-hmm. yes well, there is. <laughs>
1: there's a lot of people using that that shanahan tree offense right now i don't know maybe we're on maybe that's the issue it's not the players maybe it's not the coach because i well essentially it's the coach it's a scheme but not because he can't coach just because they they figured it out So, how do you reinvent yourself as a coach? You've been doing something, learning something for so long, and then you get the chance to really implement it the way you want and put your own twist on it. And all these teams, like, 49ers run heavy 21 personnel. The Rams run heavy 11 personnel. But some of the concepts and philosophies that they, you know, want to play with are similar. Look at the Miami Dolphins with McDaniel. They're not scoring a ton of points right now. Barely above the 49ers. Barely. And, but you've seen way more explosive plays. So, Some of their philosophies and the way they're going about it is different, but the concepts, I think that's what's similar and that's what teams are on.
0: Who are, let's see. So Brian Dable with the Giants, he doesn't come from that tree. Dorsey. He's from the, the,
1: and no, the Patriots?
0: He came from Alabama and then the Patriots. Yeah. And, um, And then his offensive coordinator, uh Dorsey he, he probably played a lot of west coast with the 49ers right but he coached under Dable so you know kind of is in that same vein and that's another team that only has Dorsey, one off- Ken
1: Dorsey
0: uh, Ken Dorsey yeah the offensive oh, coordinator okay. for the for the Bills who took over for Brian Dable
1: Oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And
0: okay. then you have um the undefeated Eagles Nick Sirianni came from Where did he come from
1: I feel like we he a right West here. Coast guy because right Andy
0: right. Reid's a West Coast guy but kind of older school I don't even it's hard to even say what the chief's offense is because it's definitely different than like what we think of as as West Coast and and so is kind of every he's a
1: and stuff he's too. a Kansas City chief guy so he Sirianni? was with Kansas City Chiefs in in yes yeah, Kansas City Chiefs in 2009 2010 2011 2012 okay and then that's he was with, with the San Diego Chargers for some years and then the Colts and then Eagles head coach but uh I think you know when you start to think of what is his philosophy and the crazy thing is wow so he in 2004 and 2005 he was the defensive back coach for Mount Union it's a division 3 school they might be they might not be D3 anymore they might have moved up but they recruited me heavily in 2004 2005 they did Oh dang. And I didn't get recruited much, but I went to this tournament in, in Los Angeles. It was the LA Valley LA Championship tournament, seven on seven. Tons of high school uh uh prospects there, players there, everybody's there. And uh I went crazy. I got MVP at the tournament and they were like, Hey, like we we want you. But you know, my grades are all messed up. But anyways, yeah, so Seriani, Kansas City Chiefs tree, that's where he's originally from.
0: And then played and then under Frank Reich. For the Colts in twenty twenty right. was his last stop before he became a head coach. Okay, so I mean, I mean, even even the non Shanahan tree, there's so much West Coast out there too, and so you know that, which which can mean a lot of different things. But anyway, I'm just I'm just kind of trying to think about if the teams well, that are good Kyle's- are from that Shanahan tree, and and none of the teams with the best record really are. The best team right now that's a Shanahan McVeigh tree coach is probably McDaniel's in the Miami Dolphins.
1: Bengals, right. maybe. I mean, they're, they, four, and, but they're four. They're only four and three. But
0: uh, the the Cowboys are Mike McCarthy, which is old, more old school West Coast, but not Shanahan tree.
1: Right. Um. I, I will say this about like kind of like West Coast, and just listening to Tyler Bray, who was with the 49ers practice squad last year, but Tyler Bray was saying going from and he's been under the 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 uh, gosh, Andy Reed tree. Mm -hmm. So he was with Andy Reed. And then he was with, uh, the one that went to the bears. Can't think of his name right now. Top of my head,
0: but, uh, uh, Matt Nagy,
1: Nagy. All right. So he, he, he played like eight years in the league as a backup, but Andy Reed and then Nagy, he said, trying to learn the offense of the 49ers was like, it's a totally, it was totally different. At least, whether with the verbiage and whatnot, so yeah, we could say kind of West Coast, and maybe there are similar concepts, but the way that they went about either teaching it or the play calls or etc. were completely opposite. And He's like still confused at why it was so difficult, uh, or why the 49ers make it so difficult,
0: yeah. And that's a longtime veteran player, too, that's been in a lot of different schemes, so that's that's really interesting input there. Um, and probably why some players take a little bit longer in Kyle Shanahan's offense to get, to get going. Uh, Speaking of one player in Kyle Shanahan's offense that has had a rough year and especially uh, a rough go late of it is Michael McGlinchey and McGlinchey owned it. He was speaking to reporters and he said, quote, I got to step up. I got to play better. I've been playing too much good football over the course of this season and last season to let things like that happened in those moments, talking about his play last week, and I think fans would probably be on him about the rest of his season too, but it was especially bad getting beat a couple times. and, and Mike McGlinchy just has a he has a way of getting beat on the biggest third downs in the most like glaring situations where all eyes are on him and all eyes see him, right? Other guys get beat other times that you don't really see, but Mike McGlinchy just has the most highlight. <laughs> uh, I've called him the the Bizarro, um the bizarro – uh Javon Kinlaw because I feel like Javon Kinlaw is really inconsistent player but nobody really sees the bad stuff a lot because it's just kind of in the run game maybe he gets moved or gets you know kind of is upright or you know it's kind of like it, it's stuff that you don't really see doesn't stick out but when he makes a big play he just you know he looks like a, a bear knocking a to not gonna deer over right and it's just like it, it's just like this really great highlight play that he makes. But they're so few, and I feel like McGlinchey's the opposite, where he's probably more consistent than, than we realize. But he just has these real big highlight losses, and it feels like those highlight L's have been happening more and more recently, and, and especially last week, and on these big third downs, and it just can't happen because it kills the drive. And then yeah, it, it,
1: And the tough thing with him is because it's the narrative is there. It, it's it's bad for him, right? Like just the way that he's viewed by the fan base by the media it's just this dude's kind of a joke and he got called out by one of his old teammates right so <laughs> that's all bad and then it doesn't help that when he get pushed he gets pushed over and people have just seen it so much from McGlinchy where it's like man he got bull rushed to the ground like big floppy guy and I look and I'm like man he he tripped like what well, it was his foot just there was somebody else there and his foot hit the other guy's foot and that's why he fell over but it doesn't matter like no context matters with McGlinchy because he's just bad and everybody just <laughs> knows he's bad just adds to insult so um, tough situation to be in ninth overall pick and it was not bad at first that's the crazy thing about it like one he was a great run blocking tackle he was the, like number one or number two uh, run blocking tackle in the entire NFL so mm. he was great at that and then pass protection he wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible. And it just has progressively gotten worse and worse each year. And not just in pass protection, but also run blocking as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and clearly just the way he's moving around, you can tell that injuries are bothering him too. So I'm in like maybe neither one of the tackles should have been on the field, but there's really nobody else with the 49ers can put out there that's better. So you might as well have, you know, a, a great injured player in Trent Williams than you know, Jalen Moore or whoever else might end up playing tackle for you. But I, I wonder if maybe Brunskill or uh, probably Brunskill would be the next, uh, aside from Jalen Moore, especially if, um as long as um Colton McKibbitts is out. Is Colton McKibbitts back yet, by the way? Or is he on IR? He's been kind of just AWOL for a while. And I haven't seen him on the injury report. So maybe he went on IR. Or maybe he's healthy again. IR. If he's healthy, maybe he should take some reps too, or maybe get Brunskill out there, but.
1: We haven't. I mean, we've been touching on some guys coming back and whatnot, but we forgot to mention Jason Verrett. Jason Verrett is cleared to play.
0: Yeah, he's Jason Brett. He's he's. I don't know if he'll be active on game day yet. I think they might utilize this game to to make him a, a healthy scratch, even though he has because he had to be activated by Wednesday to the active roster, or else he was going to be gone for the year. So he he got activated Wednesday. I don't know if that means he's for sure going to play this week. Or if they're going to let him go another week and then you get the bye week, so that buys you a little bit of extra time, yeah. then you act, then you get him on the active roster and then he's actually All playing right. football for you. Uh, that might be one of the the things that they do. But yeah, he's he's been activated and we'll see if he's actually active on game day or if he's one of those inactive slots for the 49ers. But it would be really nice for the 49ers to get Jason Perrette back out there. And if he plays like his old self, I mean, that'd be a huge win and a huge boost for the 49ers defense. How about this one, Crock? I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Jimmy Ward seemed like he wasn't super pumped on playing nickel, even though I thought it was something he liked doing uh, when he was asked at his locker about it this week. And then X 49er Jimmy Ward's old high school teammate, right? In Mobile, Alabama. Um, Jakowski Tart said Jimmy Ward was a top 100 player last year as a safety. We think Jimmy Ward. Do you think Tashawn Gibson's played so good that Jimmy Ward should be playing nickel right now? Or do you think the 49 might be better with Jimmy Ward back at his normal free safety spot, then move him around as needed to put him in the slot if you need to, but then have Lenore or Samuel Womack playing in the slot.
1: It's tough, man, because Gibson and Hufunga are playing extremely well and they're playing off of each other. Uh, if you look at even last game, when a lot of the kind of some of the big plays weren't necessarily on the safeties and, you know, you can't really say that a whole lot when you're talking about the, 49ers but you do want jimmy ward in there yeah i feel like your defense is better when he's out there on the field at safety and then okay i'm at safety two high single high and i can come down do some of my man stuff and now we can run a three uh safety type backfield but he's not happy about playing in the nickel and i heard his comments and i was just like whoa that's not when you hear him say oh, well surprised. you know i'm i'm trying to be a good teammate he's not happy about the nickel no he's, the gone.
0: he's gone he's gone this offseason, too. Yeah, he's out there. He's for sure. And the gone. tough
1: thing is, I mean, he had opportunities when he was a free agent to sign in other places for more money, but did not want to play nickel. Did not want to play corner. Said, no, nah, I want to play safety. But he had an opportunity to actually make more money playing nickel. So now it's like, hey, I took less money to come here because one, I knew the players, I knew the coaches, etc., and I get to play a safety position. But then y'all put me in a position that I took took less money to not play, so yeah, now I'm taking less money and playing the position I was supposed to be getting paid more to do.
0: And it didn't look great, and I it just wasn't great like,
1: at all. Six targets, six catches, I believe.
0: Yeah, and you're gonna lose your job because of injury. Like if he's good enough to go, I feel like he's got to have the starting spot over Gibson. And, and I, I, and Gibson's played really well. It's nice that you have that depth, but I don't, I don't think you move another player because of how good Gibson has been. Well, I think he's been that.
1: Peacock he Gibson hasn't just been good like PFF has him like the number one
0: greatest safety in the league I mean how much is like every anyone could assign them like how much is that a function of just how the the 49ers defense is like no matter who they put it safety it's pretty darn good right I don't know but he's and doing it though blind. I mean
1: this is uh, not the highest graded safety in the league last time I checked and Hufunga is top five as well
0: That was a few weeks ago, last time I saw it. I don't know how high they both are still. Uh, I would guess they're still pretty high because they've still been making plays.
1: Yeah, That interception. First of all, the play that they both made last game against the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah. Uh, and Dude, the
0: breaks that that Hufanga makes sometimes, the breaks on the ball and the breaks that he (sighs) sees happening, it's pretty special. His
1: anticipation is crazy. And, And for a guy who people talk about, Oh, liability and coverage, not the fastest guy. And that was us, too. I mean, not saying he's yeah. as much a liability, but it's like, oh, it might be a step slow. Yeah. <laughs> that anticipation is crazy. He's not worried about it at all. Mm-hmm. He's jumping routes on the play where he got the interception. If they would have thrown it to him, it would have just been a clean pick if they would have thrown it at him. I mean, he jumped that dig so fast, so quick. Foot in the ground, boom, no wasted steps. Gibson... He actually got help from the receiver. The receiver kept drifting upfield and allowed Gibson to undercut it. He dove, knocked the ball away, and then Hufunga just, you know, playmakers make plays, dove over Gibson to have the diving interception. I was like, oh, man, 49ers are cooking with hot grease right now. Ended up going up 10-0, and uh, that was the last time anything good happened (laughs) for a while.
0: I mean, and yet they are playing good. You don't want to disrupt that. And in theory, Jimmy Ward should be a nice fit for him in the slot. So I get it, but here's the thing, too. It, it may maybe not as much
1: Hufunga, but Gibson is like, I don't know who you, Ward, but I know I've been playing Lights Out. I don't know you. I just got here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm playing Lights Out, and this is Hufunga's first year starting. So we're playing Lights Out together. All right. So, you know, you, you don't mess that up.
0: And if you're wondering know. where they're going to get the money to pay Christian McCaffrey's $12 million, well, there you go, right there. You don't have to pay starting free safety money to, uh, to Jimmy Ward, although maybe you have to try to pay Gibson now if you keep him instead, because he's <laughs> a 10 your guy right now. He's on a one.
1: I I think the one thing that is clear is they didn't need Nick Cross.
0: They didn't, although maybe he would have been in the future and have been a nice tandem with uh a cheap tandem too with with oh, man. going yeah. forward. Um, and the, the Niners can find themselves a safety, so maybe they're right not to fall over themselves to pay a guy or or draft a guy high at that position because clearly they can find playmakers there. All right. We got to get out of here. Croc, really quick, your prediction for Sunday.
1: I got the 49ers winning. And I've been the one that's like, I don't know the offense. Like, can they can they score the points? Can they, can they score more than the opposing team? It's been so steady. but man, you got a, a whole new week with Christian Chris McCaffrey. He knows the entire playbook. Everything's open for him. I think he's going to get his touches. I think the offense, I think they just wake up, and I I don't know. I'll tell you who's going to be up for this game, and you better match his energy. Can you guess where I'm going with this?
0: uh, Well, Devo, if he's not out there, because he's been up for the Rams.
1: They need to match somebody's energy on the Rams.
0: Oh, Aaron Donald.
1: Jalen Ramsey. Oh, yeah. They better match Jalen Ramsey's energy because he is coming. Remember, they put the videos out, they put the, the, the little memes, and you have Debo Samuel going,
0: uh oh,
1: they put all the yeah, videos. Awesome. He's like, okay, have your little moment. Jalen Ramsey is going to bring the energy. The San Francisco 49ers better match that energy right away. Just go punch them in the mouth, and then he might get upset at his teammates. But you can't let Ramsey make a play. Because and he's gonna be the aggressor the rest of the game and I, I don't think you really want that i don't think you want him flying around and with a real like chip on the shoulder you got to punch him kick him while he's down right now you, they're they're losing they lost to the 49ers kick him while he's down because if you don't J- Jalen Rams, you better match his energy i'm telling you he's gonna have everybody on that defense fired up
0: absolutely and without debo wide receiver one's going to be brandon Ayuk. brandon ayuk has been chippy recently too so uh, oh yeah, I like be, his energy. They're gonna He's gonna bring it. the
1: energy too. He's gonna bring it. Ramsey I mean they locked up be, last time.
0: They yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's gonna be the matchup <laughs> this week if Debo's out too. So, okay, Ayuk, put your big boy pants on. Let's go. Let's go. Fun. All right. Uh, can't wait. Of course, Croc and I will be back to break it all down post-game, right here. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen, Croc and I, back Sunday evening. Croc, you're gonna be at the game, right? I will be there. Yes. So at some point when you're back to your hotel, you stay in the hotel, you going back to Stockton.
1: I am staying in the hotel. We'll be tailgating too with Chapman. So make sure y'all tune in. uh, Or or if you're there, come, come over. Tailgate with my guy, John Chapman. We'll be over there, you know, having some fun, having some fun. And then we should be going into the game, but I don't know if it, if the tailgate is popping as much as he says, and there's supposed to be TVs forget going into that game. We're going to party in the tailgate and watch the game from there.
0: All right, find Croc and Chapman out there, and then listen to us post-game right here, Locked On 49ers.